Time to bring in Steve Cleveland, our basketball insider. He joins us on the T-Mobile special guest line. T-Mobile and Sprint are coming together to build the best wireless company around. Visit T-Mobile.com for online services and local store availability. Steve, good morning. Good morning. Steve, we have spent the last couple days uh, on TV and uh, on the radio talking about you saying the Jazz have very little margin for very little wiggle room, and you said that before they lost Conley, so now we're, we're giggling, wondering if you're going to say, well, it's even thinner, or, or if there's just no chance, and you're going to take people's hope away. Well, uh, it, it, it certainly doesn't going to make it any easier for them. I mean, it, it, you're losing a significant piece there and at, at both ends of the floor, and you know, in, in most NBA teams, it's you know, it's it's the next man up, and you you got somebody there that that can step in. But we're talking about the playoffs here, and so you reduce your bench. You you you're, you're giving up basically, you know, thirty five, thirty six points a game with Bogdanovich and Conley out now. Uh, it, it it does hurt. It, it's a significant blow to what's going on. I completely understand. Don't misinterpret me for the fact that the reason why he left. I get it, and. Uh, you know, I, I remember, uh, I remember my wife having a baby. I, I, you know, we all remember the mistakes we made as husbands, <laughs> things we've done, and I, I can still vividly remember my wife having a baby during a very large Christmas term. And I was a high school coach, and we were in the championship game, and I, you know, I was with her when when the baby was born, and but it was one of those things that uh, if I probably had to do it over again, I wouldn't have coached that game. <laughs> Uh, I, I could tell that uh, uh, my selfishness and just my whole mindset was, you know, about that game and not about my life. And here I am in my, you know, late 20s and having no idea uh, about what it meant to be a father and a husband and do the right things. And so that's one of my regrets in my life was not being there for my wife. And I mean, it wasn't like I wasn't there for the, you know, for the initial birth and and and, she, and, I, and you know what? I had her full support. She, it wasn't like she was upset. But when I reflect back on things I've done in my life, one of the mistakes I made was just not staying with her. And uh, uh, that entire time until she felt safe and ready to go. And it was, you know, it probably would only have been a day or so. And uh, and she would have just, you know, you got to get out of here. You got to go coach. But so I do understand the perspective of going home and being with your wife and, and, and that because I lived through that and I wish I had made a little better decision and uh, been a little bit more committed husband than I was at the time when I thought that coaching a basketball game uh, was the most important thing I had going on in my life in that day. And that was just dead wrong. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I do think it's, it's going to be difficult. Uh, you know, and, and I suspect that he'll probably come back at some point in time. I, I, I don't know if they're going to, the quarantine will be four days or if it'll, it, you know, they'll, they'll do something different, but uh, it puts the onus on Clarkson to step up and, you know, he's got to be a 20 a night guy game. You know, and I don't know now if you uh, end up starting Clarkson and, or if you uh, continue to bring him off the bench, but uh you got to you got to make baskets, man. I mean, I, and obviously we all we hear all the time, but I think the NBA is a little different. Defense wins championships. I think that may be true uh, at, at at the collegiate and high school level, but in the NBA with the short shot clock and the talent, you got to make baskets, and you and, and you can't make enough of them because the talent is so amazing. Uh, but this team is down a bit, 
you know, in terms of scoring right now. And they're going to have to find a way to, uh, to, to get the thing in a basket. And I, I'm not sure exactly who that's going to be. I know who the people, I know who all the players are who will be called to do it. It's just who's been able to do it consistently. Joe Ingles needs to really start looking for shots. And, you know, he's been a distributor, but he has to take a larger role. And, and certainly Royce O'Neal needs to take a larger And these are all guys that have had 25-point 20, nights. But it, to do it consistently in a seven-game series against a really, really good Denver team uh, is it, going to be a challenge. Not, not that it can't be done. Certainly it can be done. But it, it makes the process that much more difficult losing Conley. Okay, so you weren't there for your wife. Did you at least win the ball game? <laughs> uh, no, we didn't. We lost the championship of that tournament, and uh, it, it was it was a great tournament. And uh, we weren't the favorite team or anything. It was when I was a younger coach. But uh, no, and you know, we could the three of us could probably spend hours talking about all the dumb things we did as husbands. <laughs> Oh, only hours? I was going to say, not me. I got days and weeks. Days, weeks, months, you name it. Uh, I have no clue what I was doing. But, you know, it, it was, uh, unfortunately, it is what it is. And, and uh, I love my wife and I love my kids. And thank goodness there were no complications. And so, anyway, yeah, you got you to do those things. It's, it's the most important thing in your life. And hopefully he gets back quick because they need him. And with him... Well, the- and with them, they can, you know, they can, you know, a, lot, a big part of this thing too is, you know, where does Denver stand, and are, you know, is Harris going to be playing? Uh, you know, is Barton going to be playing? Are they out? I haven't heard. I don't know. Maybe you have more up to date information, but those two guys are a pretty big key to them as well. <clears throat> that their health is a gray area, and I think uh, there's so little media inside the bubble. What is normally a pretty well kept secret anyway is now a very well kept mm-hmm. secret. Well, you know those two those two guys make they give Denver more depth and and I you know I'm looking at Denver and I think the biggest story is is probably Michael Porter Jr. who you know I think had at least three thirty point efforts and you know he's playing to the the guy that everybody thought he would be and Bo Bo has stepped up and given him pretty good minutes so you know it's it, it, Denver's hard to play anyway when you when you have a when you have a big that can pass and shoot and dribble and. He's so, you know, Jokic is so keen with the ball, but they're they're kind of looking for a third scorer as well. So, uh, it may, you know, maybe with uh, Denver being down personnel-wise, um, you know, I started looking at some of the statistics and things, just looking at this game and uh, versus Utah. And Jokic is averaging like twenty-nine and nine, Murray twenty-seven and six, uh, Barton anything about eighteen, uh, Jeremy Grant eighteen. You know, uh, Michael Porter, 17. So, you know, they've got guys that can score. They've certainly got a system that's unique. Um, and But I, I do think it's a game where you kind of have to force them to shoot threes. I mean, they're so clever with, you know, all kind of that, what I would call Princeton action. And with all the back cuts and, and, and then Jokic is just a beast inside. So, it, they, you know, it's going to be a great series. It's going to be a great series, but you you have to think that if Conley doesn't come back, uh, the the Jazz have their hands full. What do you want to see out of Mitchell in this circumstance? Because I'm real intrigued to see what he can do. You know, I I, I think this kind of gives him a green light 
to to really be aggressive with the ball. It doesn't mean he's necessarily going to shoot it, but to really create and to shoot it. But I mean that that coaching staff has to you know have that conversation with him. Listen, don't you don't have to do do too much here. You, you can help this team as much by helping other guys. But I think at the end of shot clock, that I think at, you know key points in the game. I think everybody knows the ball has to be in his hands. And I know this that, that Clarkson. He's not afraid of those moments. I really like him, and uh, and he and he could be the story of the series if Conley's out for two or three games. Uh, I, I think that uh, he's going to be. Re- it's not like he hasn't been relied upon already, but he, he is somebody that is capable of scoring twenty-five a night, and uh, so it's going to be up to Donovan Mitchell to have that kind of mindset that says, you know, he can't take the attitude. I'm going to do this. I, I can carry this. He can't carry this team by himself. What he can do is make everybody else better around him. And if he does that, then they have a chance to win this series. And so he'll, he'll pick and choose his points and times and circumstances. And when it's time to make big baskets and create off the dribble when the shot clock's running down, he needs to be a guy taking that shot. Make, make or miss, he needs to be taking that shot. But it's easier and more – you're more confident when you know that already, when the, that the coaches and players and, you know, this isn't a team – we've talked about this before. This is not a team that has uh, – any kind of issues with, within the within the locker room. This is a good locker room. These are great people, and uh, it's just a matter of you know Joe Ingles being a guy that is aggressive and can knock shots down. And you can't get, take people too much out of what their roles are already, and expect them just to change. And and it'll make it work. We'll make Joe. We'll have Joe Ingles shoot you know twenty five. We'll have him take twenty shots a game now, and he'll shoot more threes. That's fine. You know, but but I think they have to find a balance here, and Donovan Mitchell is going to be the guy asked to do that. He just he can't get caught up in trying to do too much too early, uh, because uh, again, if it's, it'll be more difficult if Gary Harris and Will Barton are there uh, on Mitchell, and uh, so I, I I think Donovan Mitchell's plenty prepared for this moment, and is not afraid of it. He's he's very confident. We saw that in in a couple of the games uh, during the bubble. And uh, so, but yeah, what a great opportunity. And you, you know how guys are. I mean, one man down, guys step up, people play, you get more contributions. You know, you want that same attitude and that same dynamic when everyone's there, where everybody, you know, everything's on the line. But oftentimes when, uh, you know, good players go down, guys step up and, and make a difference. And uh, there's, you know, there's hardly any preparation time now. They're just playing games. So they get into a mode here where they can make baskets and they get confident with themselves, especially with that three ball. Uh, It'll make all the difference in the world. So, Steve, one of the uh, Steve Cleveland joining us here. One of the things that has been a big storyline with the Jazz playing the Rockets the last couple of years is the Rockets switch everything, and it really gummed up the Jazz pick and roll game. And now you get the Nuggets and. I think everyone believes the Nuggets will not switch everything because they want Torrey Craig defending Donovan Mitchell. And they don't want to switch and and give the Jazz a break and get rid of that matchup. On the other hand, that means other guys are going to stay matched up as well. So is there a chance now for the Jazz to pick on the poorest defender on the floor in their best matchup? And obviously they don't have Conley to help exploit that. You know, that'll cut down on the advantage that might be built in. But do you think that they can just – it doesn't matter who everybody is because you're only as strong as your weakest link. Can they find a weak link and pick on it? Because they haven't been able to do that against the Rockets with the Rockets switching everything. Yeah, that's true. And, and, and you know what? 
you you play so many games where people aren't playing you that way, you know, and and and, and the Rockets have done that, and uh, you know they're they're playing small ball, and you 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 don't get in an advantage by slipping or you know curling a cut or whatever. I mean, they're they're just flat out switching everything, and that can be difficult. And sometimes what happens is when people are switching everything, it, guys start getting in the mode of okay, we're gonna they, they tend to stand more instead of move more, they stand more and they try to create you know off just off the dribble or. In, in, in movement rather than in ball screens. And so I, I think for the Jazz, they, they just have to make that adjustment. And I, and I think the adjustment playing Denver is going to be easier for them than playing the Rockets. I mean, I, I know I've, as a college coach, I tried to always put a lineup on the floor where we could at least switch one to four and, uh, and at times during the game, one to five, depending on the circumstances. And, of course, that meant going small. And I think most coaches like to do that, especially when the game's on the line, that it takes all the options away. You know, it, it's not a matter of you're not going to get beat on a slip. You're not going to get beat on a curl. You're not going to get beat on a back door because we already know going in what's going to happen. And, uh, and, you know, at times you might give up more uncontested shots, you know, guys that step away because of the switch. But uh, that, that works on your mind when you have an offense that you have done everything the whole year this way and then all of a sudden you get in the biggest moment of the year in the playoffs, and then you have to do things differently and make adjustments. Well, the Jazz aren't going to have to do that playing Denver. And so I think there, there will be opportunities. I think there will be situations where they can expose players. And I, and I think we have to be careful sometimes where we, you know, the game plan is focused around, you know, taking advantage of, of, of Jokic and his inability to do this or taking advantage of, uh, you know, depending on whoever's in the game, you know, Michael Porter Jr. taking advantage of him because he's a weak league defensively. You start getting out of the realm of, of, of who you are and focusing on those individual things. And sometimes it can be disruptive too. But, I, you know, they'll have four or five or six sets coming out of timeouts, uh, coming out of the quarter breaks, whatever, where they'll, you'll see opportunities in dead ball situations where they will try to expose people. And, uh, and if it works early, they'll stay with it. And, of course, every good coach makes adjustments. But, I, yeah, I, there's no question in my mind that mentally and emotionally the Jazz have to be feeling much better about playing Denver because that's one thing with, you know, the last two years, it's, it's been kind of a, well, it's been the biggest challenge for them. They haven't been able to overcome that. And, again, too, it's they don't have the the personnel. There's not a lot of guys that are beating people off the dribble. You know, I mean, Donovan Mitchell can get places and create, and, and Conley can do that too. Not like he could when he was younger, but in this situation, that that that's not as important. And so, yeah, I, I, I think for them emotionally and mentally, that playing Denver is a better fit for the Jazz. And uh, and again, I mean, Denver if if Guys aren't there. Harrison Barton and some of their more athletic guys aren't there. They're not as good defensively either. Uh, but they're certainly capable of scoring a lot of baskets. So take advantage of, uh, of injuries, take advantage of mismatches, and take advantage of the fact that you, know, you are going to have circumstances in this game where you have an advantage with the ball where they're not switching everything. So, yeah, I, I think all of those things are going to take place. And they've got a great coaching staff. They'll they'll seek out. They've watched these guys have watched so much film 
they're sick of watching film. So uh, that is an advantage for the Jazz in terms of matchups and mismatches. Steve, as always, we appreciate it. We'll talk to you again next week, and, and hopefully the series yeah. will still be going. It'll be fun to, uh, to watch a lot of basketball this week. We, we, we've been missing it, so it's going to be great. I never thought basketball in the bubble could be as good as it is, but, uh, man, kudos to the NBA and how they pulled this thing off. Thank goodness, huh? Absolutely. Tired of this bubble. <laughs> tired, of, uh, tired of the COVID, you know? It's, it's nice to see that. Again, basketball and golf on. It's it's a good thing. We got two of my favorite things to watch, and uh, so I've got a little more to do in my time now. <laughs> Steve Cleveland, our basketball insider, yeah. joining us every week right here on ninety seven five and twelve eighty the zone.